Hello, I'm Brad Geddes. WebmasterRadio.fm wants to help you explore the keys to success in your internet marketing and expand your wealth of knowledge. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app now available for iPhone and Android. Download it today from the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Discover new ways to revolutionize your revenue stream linked right to your smartphone with the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge, a marketing training and toolset company. And on this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. Now, on this particular episode, we're going to dig deep in the quality score and examine some myths, how it's used, and other insights into quality score. And to get into these kind of depths, you really need to talk to someone who understands how Google thinks and acts. So to the, that end, I've got a perfect guest for today's show, um, Fred Valles. Fred worked at Google for almost a decade. He was their AdWords evangelist. Now, he's since left and has formed top-tier tools, which also does some quality score monitoring as well as some other tool sets. So welcome, Fred, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Brad. It's uh, good to be on the show. Excellent. So before we can really you know, dig deep in a quality score, we just have to make sure everyone understands what we're talking about and why it's important. So can you just really briefly explain what quality score is for those who might not be aware of it? Sure. Quality score is a factor that Google uses to determine how they rank the ads. And it is also used to determine how much you have to pay for a click. Um, and obviously, Google... AdWords is a pay-per-click system, so um, you know quality score is one of those factors that can actually discount your cost for your advertising and can give you higher ranks. So it's a pretty important thing to understand, and it's, uh, I think, one of the most important things that you have to look at when it comes to figuring out how to optimize an account. So, you know, that kind of leads me to this first question. So I still hear on occasion from a large variety of sources that, you know what, we don't even pay attention to quality score. We focus on revenue. We focus on click-through rate. We ignore it. Do you think there's ever times that ignoring quality score is actually good advice? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think it's, uh, I think they are right when they say you should be looking at ROI, ROAS, revenue first. Because ultimately, that's your business metric, right? And you're running your business based on, on those traditional metrics. But the fact is, you are playing in Google's advertising system and the way that Google tells people whether they're doing a good job advertising or maybe not such a good job is mostly through that quality score number. And so, you know, it's, it's fine if you ignore it, if you're making profit. But I think at the end of the day, any business wants to make more profit. They want to be more efficient. And at that point, that's where quality score comes in at such a handy number because it tells you where is your opportunity, your biggest opportunity for doing better by Google standards. And as a result of that, getting those discounts that Google will give you if you have a better quality score. 
Perfect. So, you know, when you log in, you see your quality score. It's sort of like a one to 10 number. So what do you feel is a good quality score? Yeah, so that's a tricky question, right? And I think a lot of people, when they look at what is a good quality score, you can sort of start from it's uh, seven and up. That's what Google considers to be good. Uh, But then you have some people, they go into their accounts and they see they have lots of tens, lots of nines, and they're really happy. But the thing that they lost track of is the fact that you know, you need to look at impression-weighted quality scores. So if you have a lot of tens on keywords that get very few clicks, very few impressions, well, then who cares, right? That's not a big impact on your account. And maybe most of the keywords that you do have a lot of impressions for all have quality scores of three. And so I think it's important that you look at that that weighted average as opposed to the individual numbers. Um, you know, if you look at the weighted average, for example, you can know at a higher level Am I improving my account? Am I optimizing it the right way or the wrong way? And then I think those individual numbers um, are always useful to to sort of prioritize where do you start when it comes time to do an optimization and try to get a bit more um, profit out of your account. So, you know, that, that's fair, right? And sevens have always been good numbers and tens great. Of course, impression share weighting is super important. Now, a couple, maybe a month ago, you know, Google made an announcement that they're going to realign quality scores more with the option. And of course, it's always the the thing that most people aren't going to see a big trend or change their accounts. But you know, sevens were this number we've been striving for, for a long time. And, and I've been talking to Adobe and some of the big ma- big bid management systems, and a lot of them are kind of seeing this trend that six is becoming a much more standard and common number than sevens are. And are you guys track some quality score with your tools, especially with your scripts. Are you seeing quality scores dip at all as as Google's kind of going through some of those transitions or, or from previous stuff? Yeah, we've definitely seen when they did the change that there were um, changes, but we saw them both go up and down, uh, sort of depending on the accounts. But, but I do agree that I think over a longer period of time, quality scores have gone down. It's been harder to get those really high quality scores of seven. Now, the one thing that I would caution people to really think about is the fact that the 1 through 10, that's just a number, right? And it's it's not even like you get a 7.2. No, you either get a 7 or an 8. There's there's a pretty wide range between going from a 7 to an 8 or a 1 to a 2. And at the end of the day, these are just the numbers that Google puts out on the front end of the system to to give you an indication. Um, The real quality score number that is actually being used at auction time to determine where your ad ranks and how much of a discount you get on the cost per click. That's kind of a, a number that's hidden. And so what I think we're seeing, um, like Google is saying, is it's just a rejiggering of how they allocate those one through 10 numbers. But the underlying quality score hasn't really changed. So so if you just went from a seven to a six on average, well, you know, it, it just, you're still going to optimize the same keywords. Your, uh, you know, your numbers just look a little bit worse than before. But your results may not actually be worse. So it, it's not something that I spend a lot of time worrying about myself. Okay, so you know, seven is is great in retail and most companies, but I'll often see industries, and this is often where your CPCs are fifty to a hundred or two hundred dollars a piece, such as like class action lawsuits, where it seems that a four is great, a three is average, but a two you don't show. So your goal is a three and a four. Um, do you see that this is true of some industries that they just have a different set of standards when it comes to quality scores? Yeah, and I think the reason that you see that is because the um, the way that Google ranks the ads 
in the old days, and, and, and to simplify the, the formula a bit, but it was maximum cost per click multiplied by quality score. And quality score was really CTR, um, estimated CTR. And so what you would see in some of these industries where the keywords are really expensive, um, like mesothelioma, for example, having a little bit of a boost in quality score was such a small portion compared to having a $100 maximum CPC that, you know, it, it, it wouldn't matter too much to people. And so maybe I think people take less time optimizing in that space because it's going to matter less in terms of how they rank and how much of a discount they get. Um, so that's one part of it. I think the other part is just that some keywords are less commercial in nature. In Google's system, it's important to understand is different from the Bing system. Uh, on Bing, quality score is a relative factor, as I've been told. Um, and so what that means is that if you're on a keyword that doesn't perform very well commercially and everybody has a low click-through rate, you might be the best of the bad, right? And so you're going to have a high-quality score number because you're, relatively speaking, you're better than everyone else, even though your ad still is not relevant, um, still doesn't have a high CTR. On Google, it's different. On Google, it's an absolute number. So if nobody on a particular keyword is able to get high CTRs and the other uh, metrics that Google looks at, then everybody's going to be stuck at those lower numbers. So exactly to your point, um, it's very possible that in certain industries where you tend to advertise on keywords that tend to be a little bit broader or have less commercial interest, everybody's going to be stuck at those three or fours. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you might then be at a three and going to a four. That could be a big win. Um, the, the other thing that we've seen in our system, by the way, is that when you go from uh, lower quality, if, if you make a move with a lower quality scores, it tends to have a bigger impact um, on your overall cost per click than if you move up into higher ranges. Um, so what I'm saying specifically is if you go from a three to a four, that's a bigger deal than going from from an eight to a nine, for example. That's, that's very true. All right. One last question, and then we're going to take a quick break. And this is a sort of last question on quality score before we get into all the really specific stuff. So how often is quality score updated? So it is updated at least once a day. And uh, But the thing that's tricky about this is it's not updated linearly throughout the account. Um, so what I'm saying is it's not like Google goes in and says, okay, now we're going to update all of the keywords in this one ad group. And no, Google just goes through keywords as they see fit. And so you as an advertiser, you might come into an ad group and you might see one of the keywords just changed quality score. And then an hour later, a different one has a different quality score. So it may look like the, the updates are more frequent, but it's in fact um, Google's goal to update every keyword and the number that you see roughly once a day. And that it does change if you have a high volume keyword by impressions, then that may get updated several times per day. Um, okay. and, and so, and then the last thing I'll say to that is quality score is a real time thing, right? So it's the number that you see in the account that's updated, but the number that's used by Google to do the ranking that is updated every single time an auction happens. Okay. So let's take a quick break for our sponsors. And we're going to get into some really specific stuff with quality score. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hold on to your white hat or... Black Hat, WebmasterRadio.fm is ready to take you behind the backlinks. We're digging and scraping past the surface of everyday news and views of search engine marketing and dropping our proverbial anchor text on the important issues affecting the industry with our panel of search engine insiders. Behind the backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. So we're back talking with Fred Belays about Quality Score, and, and you know Fred has told us that Quality Score is updated about once a day. Now the big question is though, you've got three factors within that. You know, one is how often your your CTR can be updated, really in real time. Um, but you've got ad relevance and you've got landing page relevance. So within within the factors of Quality Score, how often does Google update these individual items? Yeah, so the individual items are updated. Um, the, the, the ad ones and the keyword ones, those are updated daily, but anything to do with the landing page, that just takes more time to really get a statistically significant uh, measure of how people are interacting with your pages, and so that takes a little bit longer. Uh, that could be a matter of weeks, could be a matter of months, and a lot of it depends on how much traffic you get to these things. And so obviously if you're a big advertiser, you get thousands of uh, visitors per day, Things are going to move more quickly when it comes to landing pages than if you're a small local business with ten visitors a day. So, what if you're a small bit, you're mid-sized business, you get you know a thousand clicks a month or something, and you've got low landing page quality scores, and you change your landing page, and the problem is it may be a month before Google looks again. Is there a way of changing your destination URLs or doing something in the account that would force a recrawl of that page? No, and so once Google knows about that page, they will keep coming back to it as needed. Um, so you can't really force that, that update. 
Now, the other thing I would say is that landing page quality is still one of the smaller factors of, uh, of the overall quality score formula. So you're typically not going to see too much of a, a cost benefit by really focusing on that. And, and so, um, you know, a lot of people come to me and, and they have these questions, how do I make my landing page quality better? Well, I, I think it really should be about how do you convert more of the clicks you get into customers um, and figuring out how to double your conversion rate. That's a much more important question than figuring out how do I eke like, a, you know, another 10% out of my landing page quality component, which by itself is a very minor part of the quality score. Yeah, I in fact to this day since the latest update of October last year, I still have quality score 10 words with low landing page quality score. And I didn't care then. I've got a 10 quality score. Um, so, you know, you recently wrote a really good column on Search Engine Land about quality score, and, and you referenced some insights into relevancy. And this is often an issue for people because they'll have a keyword in the ad, and they'll have a keyword on the landing page, and it is the exact match keyword, and they still see low relevancy. And so if you see low relevancy, what, what do you do to try to fix that? Yeah, so and to explain a little bit first, I think what relevancy is, is you, Google looks at expected click-through rate and they look at relevancy. But those two things kind of sound like the same thing, right? Um, and in fact, they are trying to measure the same thing. It's just two different methodologies of getting to that. When you look at the expected CTR, what Google's doing is they're looking at the wisdom of the crowds. And so they're letting users vote with their clicks what they think is a relevant ad. And so that's done on an ad uh, ad and keyword basis. Every single keyword with every sing single ad variation gets its own expected click-through rate based on that. When it comes to relevancy, what Google's trying to do is, is taking a step back and looking at a higher level. What are some of the common elements of things that seem to draw people to click on ads? And so, like you said, that could be having the keyword inside of the ad text. Uh, it could be how many of the words you have in the ad text, how frequently you have them in the ad text. And now what Google is doing is, is straight up saying, okay, we have two criteria and we want to see is there any correlation, whether positive or negative, to the expected uh, click-through rate that that's going to generate. And then they apply that on a system-wide basis. And so it could be something like having the keyword in the ad text, uh, but it could also be where are you located physically, where is your billing address in your account versus what is the region in which you're showing the ad. Um, and, and kind of not surprisingly, you might assume that if your business is based in Germany and you're showing your ad to people in the United States, that might typically have a lower click-through rate than if you showed your ad in the same country that you were based in. And so those are the types of factors that Google looks at in terms of relevance. So it's, you know, what words are in the page, what, what are the times of day, what are the days of the week, what are the geographic uh, aspects of, of this specific auction. Okay, so this is actually what I want to get into. So. I, I've got CTRs on mobile devices, CTRs on desktop, CTRs on tablets, CTRs by every single region. So if I've got a poor CTR on a specific device or I've got a poor CTR on a specific region, does my expected CTR go down or does my relevancy go down as far as Google's kind of communicating to me? So that should be your relevancy. So anything that goes down to those more granular levels – that's where they look at relevancy. The, uh, the CTR and the expected CTR, that's kind of um, a, a blended average, if you will, where they extract a lot of the more granular factors. And so if you look at uh, what Google says in terms of expected CTR, that's very specifically just on Google search, just for exact match queries, not exact match keywords, but when the keyword matches exactly to the query that the user did. And, and it's also position normalized. 
right? So it's uh, it's kind of taking away these auction time specific signals, and that's what goes into expected CTR. All of the other stuff, geo, uh, additional words, that goes into relevancy. Okay, perfect. So, you know, our, our third major component course is landing page. We've touched this a moment before, but does Google use bounce back rates and quality in, in determining landing page relevancy? Because they scan the page some, but you can't automate user experience if they don't know the user experience on the page. So are they using like a time proxy bounce back in looking at landing page relevancy? So unfortunately, I'm still not allowed to say, but uh, I think everyone can sort of... <laughs> I know it's been a year and a half, right? But uh, you know, there's still some rules there. So, uh, but but you know, what I would say, Brad, is is really take a look at what that does to your business. So, if you have those high bounce rates, then obviously that's something that I personally would be very concerned with, um, whether it's quality score related or not. Because at the end of the day, those are people who you just paid for to come to your site, who are now not buying from you, who are not leaving. Yeah. Now the, the question comes into like lead gen. So I'm I've got like one site that is an 85 percent bounce rate, but it's a 14 percent conversion rate because it's a you know one it's a form based page, and so it's that's a tough balance to find when you're like, well, I got a 14 percent conversion rate. How much do okay. I care about bounce rates? So well, that, that, I was going to say that makes total sense, right? And and the, the funny thing here is that the way that bounce rate is defined as just a single page visit. Um, in many cases, that's not a bad thing. Like you were saying, I mean, that user got what they needed. And so they technically bounced from your page, but they were still happy. And so you got to imagine how would Google measure those types of things. Um, you know, where I would be very concerned is if I had some sort of a mismatch between my keywords and the expectation of the user when they came to my landing page. And I think what you'll typically find is that a user who's surprised by the landing page will pretty quickly leave that page. Um, so we're not just talking about a bounce. We're talking about someone who has a high bounce rate, but also a very short uh, visitation time. Um, and so if I had a combination of those two, that's where I'd be concerned. Okay, so uh, we can't, of course, go through this and not mention enhanced campaigns since they're kind of on everyone's mind right now. Now, previous to enhanced campaigns, I could have I could know my mobile versus my desktop quality scores because I could have campaigns that were just each. Now that I can't really see a quality score difference by device, should users be really examining quality score by keyword, or should they be trying to like guess? Okay, my keyword quality score is a six, but my mobile CTR is a one. My desktop CTR is an eight, so it's probably my mobile quality score that's low. So I should work on my mobile for ads, not my desktop ads. I mean, how does enhance kind of play into this from a user analysis standpoint? Yeah, and this has certainly made it more challenging to to figure out what your quality score is. But on the flip side, I think it's also made it easier to uh, to modify some of the elements that you would ultimately care about your revenue and your ROAS, etc. Now, for example, in the geographic scenario, um, you know you can now very easily use the dimensions tab to figure out how am I performing on a CTR basis in different regions. Um, knowing that CTR is a big factor of quality score, even if you don't know the number, but you see that an ad is performing really poorly in San Francisco, but doing really well in New York. Well, you can ask yourself the question, what's going on? Am I not, am I saying something wrong in my ad that doesn't appeal to people in San Francisco? And so, you, you know, based on that, you, you can now take two approaches. You can easily set your bid modifier to just bid less for San Francisco where you get fewer conversions, or you can do the other thing, which is to optimize uh, and, and maybe break that out into a separate campaign for San Francisco where you have different messaging. Um, same thing with mobile, right? I mean, you, you can, like you said, you can look at the CTRs on a device-by-device basis. 
And, uh, you know, if you find that there's some discrepancy between mobile and desktop, you can try to figure out, should I have a mobile preferred ad that maybe has a different uh, unique value proposition or that's maybe a little briefer because, you know, we're dealing with less space on mobile. So so one last question before we go to break, and we're going to come back and talk tracking quality score and some some tools after this, but is there a way not to be on desktop? So like if I've got a page, I don't want to be on tablets, especially iPads, I can put a big flash banner on the page. Google does her technology detect and says, okay, we can't show this on tablets. So I can fake my way off of tablets, and of course, I can make a bid modifier, minus 100 mobile, not be on mobile devices. But is there any trick to not being on a desktop if I really want a mobile-only campaign? No, and there's no trick there other than what you just <laughs> described that I have found yet. Okay, uh, and uh, you know, you know, I mean, having been at Google um, for as many years as I was, I, I do know that they do take those that feedback pretty seriously. And so, over time, I think if enough people start seeing that there's really bad experience um, because you're being forced onto all of the devices, then eventually they will come around and um, sort of give you back those options. Uh, I think also to be fair to Google, switching to enhanced campaigns was uh, is not an easy technical change, and uh, and so the first flavor of it that we got was pretty horrible with just campaign level settings and then they quickly listened and said okay fine you can have ad group level settings i mean i see plenty of people who take it down to the keyword level by just having single keyword ad groups Um, and uh, so i I guess it's it's been less than a month but if uh, results are really poor then i'm sure we're going to hear more about that Yep, perfect. Okay, so let's take one last break, and then we're going to come back and talk about tracking quality score and some scripts and other ways of kind of working with this number more marketing nirvana after we thank our sponsors the largest event in digital marketing ad tech new york 2013 returns to the javits center in new york city november 6th and 7th webmasterradio.fm listeners get 20 percent off registration by using promo code ny13wmr20 Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes. Education led by digital marketing's best and brightest. Hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, non-stop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight series. Featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Looking behind the news affecting internet marketing. Bringing to light views from the voices. Speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. 
This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you. Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. On demand now, inside the internet marketing channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, so we are back talking with Fred about quality score, and and so we've got this quality score that changes at least once per day. Um, our factors are updated independently, especially with landing pages. So. What are the better ways of tracking quality score, especially being alerted when a keyword drops a lot? What's, what, what do you what do you use? So to track the quality score, we, we've actually built a number of tools. Um, one of them is a script. That's sort of where I started. And, uh, and credit to you, Brad, but you had written some uh, or you did some great videos showing how to calculate impression weighted quality scores. Um, the problem with that, for, from my perspective, was you had to do pivot tables, and uh, it's kind of hard to do on a daily basis. So I, uh, AdWords Script had just come out, and I built a script that automatically calculates your impression-weighted quality score at the campaign level, at the um, account level, as well as at the ad group levels. And so uh, that script, which is available on our site, optimizer.com, uh, you can use that, and it can feed data into a dashboard system of your choice, or it can put the data into a spreadsheet. Uh, but that, that specific script was so popular that we even built uh, a host tool for it. And so you can just connect up your account and we'll automatically start tracking quality scores on a daily basis. And, uh, and where that's nice is because you can now start correlating different metrics. So you can see on a keyword by keyword, ad group by ad group, campaign by campaign level basis, um, if my quality score has dropped, is there some other factor that seems to be correlated to it? So for example, if you see that and we've seen this in, in, the, in the tool, uh, sometimes your average position starts to drop. And then in response to that, your quality score seems to drop as well. And so in that case, we know that the position normalizer may not have been doing a great job for Google. And it's actually us bidding less and having a, a worse position on the page that's causing a lower quality score. So we could regain that simply by bidding up higher and being higher up on the page. Uh, on the flip okay. side, sometimes we see the quality score drop first and then the average position goes down, and then we know it's not us having lost position um, because that came after the quality score dropped. All right, we got two minutes left, so one quick question that we're going to get into where everyone can find you. So you just, you know, you, and I know this is the Google line, right, but Google um, normalizes CTR by position for determining things. Yeah, you just mentioned actually here that, um, sometimes normalizer isn't quite right. So do you find that while you know the Google line is we normalize by position your CTRs, that sometimes, especially top versus side, it makes some big mistakes for normalizing CTR for quality score purposes? Yeah, I would say it's, uh, from my experience, is not a perfect system. And I think, um, I think it's something definitely worth looking at as an advertiser. Um, you know, basically the way that the position normalizer works is Google has an expectation of what CTR you should be able to have in the top position versus a right-hand side position. And, um, you know, that expectation that they have, that could be wrong, right? And so if you're beating that expectation, but they, they set the expectation too low, you're going to see a big boost. Um, or on the flip side, if their expectation is too high and, and you're doing really well but not quite high enough, you could actually see your quality score drop as a result. 
Um, so it so is possible to raise quality score just by bidding more on some cases. Yeah, in some cases, definitely. And I think that's a strategy I've seen a lot of advertisers take successfully is at the beginning, make sure you get as high up on that page as possible. So you get lots of volume, you get lots of data for Google, you'll typically get a better CTR and you just somehow start off better than if you started out on a, you know, the last slot on the right hand side. Perfect. So thanks for this has been great. If someone wants to learn more about you, where can they find you online? So we've got our tool at optimizer.com. It's spelled That's, Yeah, okay, spell it please. It's O P T M Y Z R dot com. And then uh, if people want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Silicon Valleys. Um, Silicon V A L L A E Y S. Uh, so that's where you can find me. And I'll put all these links on our show notes as well. So, hey, thanks a lot, Fred. This has been great. Thanks, Brad. Always good talking to you. Excellent. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Mark Nirvana. As a reminder, the show notes, other information about the guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes of Mark Nirvana can be found at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives or past episodes at webmaster.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, Webmaster Radio, iPhone app, TuneIn, or Google Play. Uh, Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.